This podcast is dedicated to the memory of David Faraday, Betty Lou Jensen, Darlene Farron, Cecilia Shepard, and Paul Stein, and to Michael Mejot and Brian Hartnell. This is Zodiac Speaking, a classic gunpoint Jamming podcast. I'm your host, Chris Garcia. Bruce Davis wasn't Zodiac. Charles Manson had nothing to do with the Zodiac crimes. There's a lot of conjecture and so forth, but it really comes down to this. Bruce Davis was other places during each of the murders. And we know for a fact he was in Las Vegas at one point at the exact time of one of the murders. Also, he doesn't look like any of the sketches. He's His handwriting doesn't match. But most important, Bruce Davis isn't a serial killer type. He's a tool. To get someone like Bruce Davis to kill, you require someone who has the motivation to kill, to take that rage and anger and drug-soaked strangeness and direct it. Bruce Davis is a bullet. Charles Manson is a gun. There's sort of two sides to this. There's the law enforcement side, and then there is the conspiracy theory side. From the law enforcement side, when the Manson family was discovered to have been the killers in the Tate-LaBianca murders. A lot of law enforcement did go and look at the potential of Zodiac being somehow involved with the Manson family. And Bruce Davis would be the logical choice. They're either Bruce Davis or Tex Watson, who were sort of the left and right-hand mans of Charles Manson. It's possible that... When you were looking at, because the Manson family was active in San Francisco near this time, not quite. They may have still been in San Francisco when the Christmas murder happened. I'm not 100% on that. But the idea that there is this group that turned murderous of acid head hippies... If they were operating in the area, you do want to cross-check them with the crimes that you know they were around. But they're also very easy to discredit. And in particular, after the August murders down south, you don't really have much in the way of availability. They were literally on the run. They did the Death Valley thing. They were in Las Vegas. They went all over the place. And Davis is a leading candidate for a couple of other crimes. I believe he was a candidate for the murder of for the Charles Manson's stepfather in England. But this was investigated at the time, and it makes sense. It makes sense to look into a group like that in connection with your things, but not to look for them as a way to pin it on them, just to, one, weed out anything, because they were assuming that those, these four crimes were all tied together. But what if one of them, and in particular, I think they would say the one that uh, at Lake Berryessa, which was so different, you know, what if one of them happened during that time? And it's possible. We do know that Bruce Davis was involved in the murders. Most clearly, Gary Hinman and Shorty Shea. We know Tex Watson was as well. He's not, it's not possible for him to have done the Zodiac crimes. And I don't think it's possible for him to have been a Zodiac killer. He just isn't not the type. But apparently researchers, when going through things, started to come up with ideas. 
And I say come up with ideas instead of discovering evidence because it was basically one guy, a guy named Howard Davis, who came up with the modern conspiracy theory of of Davis as the Manson of the Manson family as the killer in Zodiac's crimes. His theory goes like this. Supposedly, when they went looking through for evidence on the Manson crimes, they came across the hood and knife from the murder at Lake Berryessa among the possessions of what would have been Bruce Davis. And they decided not to press charges because there were budget issues. Uh, Budget issues are to blame for a lot of things, but not this. But there are a couple of very important things that this does bring up. One, he claimed that his brother-in-law, who had worked in the DA's office, had worked on the case, and had told him these things, and it turned out his brother-in-law, when asked, said no. He did not do any of that. He did work on the case briefly in the early phase, but not to the degree that he would have had access to this idea. A lot of people, including uh, Vincent Bugliosi, said flat out, no, this is preposterous. And it 100% sounds preposterous to me. I find this sort of thing dangerous at times. I mean, there's plenty of things in here that aren't, but... Throwing a theory like this can actually mislead an investigation. And that that makes problems. Now, with so much distance from the actual crimes that it's not really, you know, going to hurt an investigation. But it is kind of spinning your wheels. But the assignment of crimes to the group like the Manson family makes sense. You want to clear cases. So in the way, this is sort of the writ large version of... Eddie Edwards, that you know that these are people who do bad things in this realm. Maybe they did these. The Manson family also adds another very interesting thing. It explains the inconsistencies. Why are the descriptions somewhat different? Why did the murder one wear a hood and the other one's not? And it could be, you know, various members of the Manson family were committing these crimes, but none of them come close to any of the composites. So, go figure. It's a dumb theory, and it's one that, yeah, they should have looked at at the time, but it also does speak to something. It speaks to the moment. The Manson family was an important thing to look into because they were the boogeyman. At the time, they were the greatest criminals in the world, and they had been in San Francisco. So it makes sense to at least think about it. Thanks for listening to Zodiac Speaking. Next week, Ross Sullivan. Although it might be two weeks, so stay tuned.